0: Hi, this is Kenny, and this is Erin from Forcing Around with Kenny and Erin.
1: Yes. How are you again, Kenny?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Erin, how are you?
1: Good. And we have to tell everybody, just bear with us. We're trying to do try a different recording method um, because we're in the situation that we're in. we're ha- we're doing we're practicing what we preach when we say social distancing. So this is how we're doing it we didn't want to be all in the same room with each other coughing on each other so that's right so we're setting a good example during this pandemic but we're still going to get the podcast out
0: and we're here for you listeners so if you have any questions feel free to email Aaron or I um, at the end of the episode okay so Aaron you and I had talked a few weeks ago that it's women's history Month so mm-hmm. Who do you have to talk about today?
1: The person I picked for today, she's considered to be the original social justice warrior. And her name is Margaret Mead. And a lot of people have heard of her. She was, uh, she's from the 1920s. She was an anthropologist. And back in 1925, she started studying the culture of people in Samoa. mm mm-hmm. And what was significant about her is, so this was back at a time, back in the 1920s, it was commonplace to label modern women like her, she was a scientist, they labeled them flappers, and that's where they got that name from. And it insinuated that they were just silly liberty gibbets rather than serious scientists. And so what Margaret Margaret Mead's contribution to history was um, because she was a scientist, she was able to, by the end of her career, um, get rid of some of the stereotypes that were associated with gender and race and sexuality. Uh, So that's why they termed her as the uh, original social justice warrior. So that's Margaret Mead.
0: I did not know that about Miss Margaret Mead. Thank you for sharing.
1: And Um, who did you pick?
0: Well, I did, I was really conflicted. So I didn't just choose one woman. I Mm -hmm. chose a group of women. I chose the United States Women's National Soccer Team. Um, Right now they are in the news because they are raising their voices to request equal pay. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have brought home award after award. They've won the Olympics. They've won the World Cup. They just won the She Believes tournament. Mm -hmm. And yet their efforts are not being taken seriously in some arenas. And they're not earning what they believe that they rightfully deserve. So I would have never even
1: thought about that. Why wouldn't they earn the same thing that... The male soccer players are hmm. so
0: what is so challenging about this unfortunately within this last week the head of the united states soccer just resigned due to language that he put out regarding their lawsuit mm-hmm. stating that they are not as that women soccer players aren't as talented as male soccer players
1: and what is he basing that on
0: absolutely nothing um when you look at ticket sales when you look at the championships one he he said he misspoke but he made the determination that last week i think it was thursday or friday that he Mm -hmm. was stepping down as the head of the governing agency and so it's just that's
1: a good thing that he's stepping down if those are what his viewpoints are
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I just think it's an amazing thing that this collective group of women here in 2020 continue to advocate for themselves in what can be a really male domineering um, and patriarchal system when it comes Mm -hmm. to professional sports. Yeah. And the thing that All male professional athletes believe that they are better or more deserving than women. Mm -hmm. I just think that it is amazing that this group of women have chosen to stand up and advocate for what's right because when it happens in such a big spot like like this, hopefully women in everyday jobs will be able to advocate for themselves too.
1: I agree. I agree 1000% so did you pick soccer for another reason
0: i did i am a soccer enthusiast Uh, i played soccer all throughout my life and into college and then after college and so yeah i did he got me
1: yes i got you and i'm going to get you again how did how did you get your name
0: i am named after a soccer player i am named after kenny delglish um my parents You know, they had a sense of humor. Uh, The story goes that when I came into the world, uh, my dad took me off to the nursery. That's what they allowed parents to do back then while moms were getting fixed up. Uh, Dad took me off to the nursery and came back and told my mom, her name is Kenny. And that was (laughs) it. Uh, Well,
1: I've always liked your name. It suits you. It definitely suits you. So,
0: yeah. So. D- Duly purposed. I did choose it because I watch soccer and I keep up with it. And it is as a woman, always trying to advocate for what I believe that I deserve to be paid. Uh huh. Even though people tell us all the time, uh, go ask for it. If you don't ask for it, you won't get it. But still in this day and age, women make, dollars less doing the same job as men.
1: That's unbelievable. We're in 2020 and that's still happening.
0: Still happening. Well so those are our our women of this week uh as we celebrate uh women's history month. Yes. Um last month Aaron we had talked about a few different awarenesses that happened in the month of February Mm -hmm. and I want to kind of continue that trend. For okay. the month of March. And so as we come up to this week, March 20th is actually um, a an awareness day for a group of people that I don't think really make the news that often. Um, March 20th is National Native HIV AIDS Awareness Day.
1: Oh, no, I haven't heard about it.
0: And so I did a little bit of research because even living here in South Texas and having a native population, there's not a lot of talk about what's available and what native populations experience. So per the National Alliance of State and and Territorial AIDS Directors report, there's not even enough data available to have accurate numbers of indigenous people who have HIV or AIDS.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And that is partially due to cultural aspects of the relations Mm -hmm. between native people and the government. Mm -hmm. And so for this little snippet of information, I wanna just remind people that education is key. And along with testing and despite there being some cultural differences native populations um, don't always live in their native places like on reservations they do enter you know um, the greater population and without education they may be exposed to uh, situations that could lead to being compromised uh-huh. Uh-huh. in regards to their immune systems. So education is key. Where can you get that education? You can get it through the CDC, Planned Parenthood, and then also several of the freestanding emergency clinics do provide uh-huh. HIV testing for low cost or next to nothing. Um Here in San Antonio, we have an organization called Beat AIDS, and Beat AIDS provides free HIV testing Mm -hmm. for anybody. The CDC recommends that individuals between the ages of 13 and 65 be tested for HIV regularly if you're sexually active and not in a monogamous relationship.
1: Right, right. So
0: get out there and get tested. The way science is going, uh, it leads us, it gives us more opportunities um, to combat your, um, it it gives us more opportunities to combat your probability of having HIV. Mm -hmm. We have new drugs out there called PrEP um that if you are involved with somebody who has hiv Mm -hmm. you can take it and it can reduce your risk of getting hiv you should still use condoms and dental dams and any type of prophylactic that you know can reduce um the passage of fluids between the person Mm -hmm. so um, i just wanted to give a little information and Share that with our community.
1: Well, thank you for that, Kenny.
0: Absolutely. And last time we got together, it was a heavy subject. distance.
1: Yeah. Woo. Yes.
0: And so I thought maybe we could do a little something a little bit more cheeky. What are
1: you? Okay? Yeah. I'm that da- I'm down with that.
0: Okay. So uh, there's this questionnaire uh that we have and i've gotten a few responses you've gotten a few responses Mm -hmm. and i thought maybe we could go through it and kind of share some of the answers that we've gotten okay yeah okay
1: so we have to warn people that the language is going to be explicit yeah but it's it's okay we're all adults here yeah Absolutely.
0: And, uh, and I think it kind of like gives some normalcy to experiences that people might have had. And they're yeah. like, Oh, I'm not alone in that. That has happened to somebody. Right. Right? Yep. Okay. So let's mm-hmm. see. Um, I have this questionnaire that I have right here in front of me is from a heterosexual Caucasian woman in her thirties who's currently in a serious dating relationship. So that first question says, which one of your boyfriends had the biggest dick or the girlfriend with the tightest pussy? And she said, uh, he was Cuban and very big and very thick. He was just a long standing booty call, but also was a great cuddler. Uh, She got it all without the commitment and Mm -hmm. he could even come multiple times during having sex and he would just keep going and going
1: wow yeah and she and she got rid of him (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey priorities change (laughs) i guess that's true i guess that's true priorities change uh do you have uh an answer to me with that same question that yes. you've gotten in one of the years.
1: Yes. Okay. And this answer is from a, uh, a young gay man. And so again, the question is which one of your boyfriends had the biggest dick? So we don't even have to ask the pussy part. Right. Okay. So his response is I met this guy online and decided to go hang out with him at his house. After things got heated, He showed me his penis, which was 10 inches plus and wide as hell. I was fascinated and frightened at the same time. I ended up passing on his because I didn't want to wind up dead or paralyzed.
0: (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Priorities. All right, let's see. Here's another one. Um, Oh, what was the longest dry spell you've ever had that doesn't include masturbation? So this one says nine months. Can yours beat nine months?
1: Yes. I have someone that said 20 years. (laughs) Whoa. I want to know the story behind that one. <laughs> I do. I think we'll have
0: to seek that out at another time. That's yes. a follow-up question.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: That's a follow-up question.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious about how could, what's a 20-year dry spell.
0: All right, let's see. Um, how many times per week do you masturbate?
1: Okay. One of my people answered, probably once a day.
0: Okay. Someone else
1: said, how many days a week are there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and another person said, depends on the week, 10 to 25 times.
0: All right. My, ah. my person said zero right now. He's fulfilling my needs. Uh, eh, maybe once every once in a while.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. What question do you
0: want to ask?
1: Well, hold on a second. You had asked about me time or decompression time in another episode. Actually, masturbation is good for that.
0: I bet it is. I mean, yeah.
1: And we're so going to talk about that when May comes up because May is masturbation month. Woohoo! Yeah. So we'll put that on hold and let everybody kind of remember that. And then we'll ask this question, talk about this again. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) what's the next question? Uh, Let's see. Have
0: you ever faked an orgasm?
1: Uh, This person said no. Someone else said yes. Someone else said no. So we're kind of all over the place here.
0: I've got over here on my side, of course, exclamation point. It makes them come faster.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's see, which question do I want to ask. How often do you give oral Mm,
0: okay. This person said once a month. I think about doing it more and that I should, but I've gotten so lazy in my older age. It's so much work.
1: Okay.
0: What do you got on pers- side?
1: One person said, "Whenever he deserves a special treat." Mm-hmm. Someone else said, "Every day." LMA, laugh my ass off. And some one person said, "Never." Okay. Okay. So we have a wide range. Absolutely. Here.
0: And I think that's really, I mean, like truly, when we're talking about sex, intimacy, um, partnerships, hooking up, uh, long-term dating, long-term marriages, it's gonna be a big
1: range. Yes, uh, absolutely.
0: You know, people, there's no right or wrong way. Well, I fib, there's a wrong way. The wrong way is not having consent. But mm-hmm. you know everything that you do, whether it's behind closed doors or if you're more voyeuristic or like whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you're enjoying it with your partner and your partner's enjoying it too, there's nothing wrong with it.
1: I agree. I absolutely agree.
0: All right, let's see. Let's look at another one. Um, Ooh, this is a good one. Do you ever watch girl on girl porn or guy on guy porn?
1: Which number is that one?
0: Uh,
1: that is number 11. Number 11. Okay. Okay. Since this is a gay man. He said I'm gay. So that's my life every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two other responses uh guy on guy mostly and then yes to all of the above all right and we've got a wide range of responses
0: right my my lady over here she said girl on girl she's a heterosexual woman in a committed relationship and she's for that girl on girl porn i like it
1: yes Let's see and some of these responses. Let's see, I've gotten ones from a gay male, a young gay male. Um, one is from a transgender male. And one is from a bisexual male. So there's, there's like a, a very wide range of sexual preferences and genders and orientations and this is just, this is fascinating to me this is absolutely fascinating to me i love my work
0: well when people are coming to you i mean they just want to be happy
1: mhm yeah yeah and that's yeah. how i look at it i mean yeah. sex should be very happy and enjoyable that should be the one time in your life when you can experience that this Absolutely. is fascinating
0: you do have a really cool job
1: <laughs> i do i do i do getting to read these porny answers here <laughs> that people have given me
0: willingly Willingly. yes yes <laughs> All
1: let's
0: right. see
1: um where do you buy your underwear that's number 20.
0: number 20. Yes. Let's see. Let me scroll on down to number 20. Yes. Oh, this person says, I buy my underwear at Victoria's Secret.
1: Okay. This person says, Amazon. One person says, Walmart. And then another person says, wherever I find cute ones.
0: Again varied answers varied yes. answers. okay now here's a good one have you ever had sex at your parents house Uh-oh. tell all
1: okay huh you gonna read yours first sure okay
0: okay she says hell yes lol i was <laughs> 18 and we were sleeping in the den on a pull-out mattress Parents in the adjoining room. I enjoyed the thrill.
1: Huh. Okay. A thrill seeker. Okay, here's one. It says I've taken my partner back to my childhood room and we fucked on my old bed. Of course, it was super hot and I came really quick. It took me back to a time when I lay there as a teenager and daydreamed of an older, experienced, sexy daddy type walking through my door and taking me away with him to do as he pleases and he says well my dream came true
0: heck yeah
1: yes okay uh let's
0: see i'm Mm. scanning
1: through these questions like i'm scanning through these questions because i actually had to print mine out
0: oh yeah that's okay I,
1: i had to kill a bunch of trees Okay, how about number 24, do you fall asleep after sex? What were your answers?
0: Yes, like a baby.
1: Okay, I got two yeses and then I got yes or fuck again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: Erin, so we kind of talked about this and maybe a few episodes ago about, uh, you know, when people have sex and then like falling asleep. Yeah. What is that
1: all about anyway? I think it's the chemical, like the letdown, the, um, what is it? The, cause you have dopamine when you're having sex during, when you're having the rush. And then when you're coming down off of it, you have like the oxytocin and the serotonin and the other neurotransmitters that cause the calming effect in the body. And that's why people are falling asleep. I don't think it has to do with, you know, you being bored with your partner or anything like that. It's just the way that the, the brain is processing what just happened. You have to have a letdown after something like that. After you have an orgasm, you have to have a letdown from that.
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: What is your
0: favorite sex position? number 29
1: okay 29 I have two doggies and a folded dick chair we're getting creative here
0: uh, really because mine is a doggie too it's less taxing on the hips and back okay I'm gonna have to research what a
1: folded dick chair is a folded deck chair oh on a folded deck chair you said you thought i said a dick chair yes no a deck chair a folded deck chair okay well you might have invented something there a folded dick chair
0: (laughs) oh wow shows you where my head's at right now
1: well that's i mean we're talking about this stuff
0: all right
1: Let's see. Hold well, number 33. is
0: going to be great. Yes. Mm. Number 33 says, where's the craziest place you've ever done it? So this one says in the river in front of people.
1: Okay. This one says in my husband's PT cruiser on the side of a busy interstate. It was also the first time we used a condom. Ooh oh and then this person says in a closet at church camp i sucked and gave a hand job and made out with my partner until he came Ooh. in church camp Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Huh. Very- yeah we're gonna have to have another episode like this we're reading
0: yeah absolutely episodes. Especially because of everything that's going on in the world, having a little laughter never hurt anybody.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to do this since people are going to be working from home and feeling isolated and disconnected from everybody. And so this is a good opportunity for you guys to email us, um, you know, some requests, some topic requests, um, like this or, um, Like if you come across a funny article, a funny sexual health article, you can email me at erin at brighterfutureea.com or you can email Kenny at ktpollett, that's p-o-l-i-t as in tango,
0: 24 at gmail.com.
1: Well, okay, and so that's it until next time, and so everybody be safe out there.
0: Thanks, Aaron. It was a great time talking to you.
1: You too, Kenny. Bye-bye.
0: This podcast is produced by Aaron Alexander, hosted by Kenny and Aaron, and mixed and edited by William Lynch.